This is Brad and Sean in the morning, but it's actually afternoon, and this is Release the Adventure, a podcast about adventuring, getting outside, and seeing what happens. And But today, we're not here to be outside. We're actually here to stay indoors, thanks to Corona. This is Brad and Sean. Hello. And we're here to talk. So first, I think we're going to break into who we are. Because I don't think any of you know us unless you're my mom. Then she knows us very well. Hi, mom. Yeah. Second mom. Yeah, she she she'll be happy about that. But I guess I'll start. Um, my name's Brad. Um, currently I live in Wyoming. Yes, that's a real state. It's a real place. Um, we have a lot of outdoors, a lot of things to do, a lot of hunting, um, a lot of mountain biking. Those are usually my two main go-tos when it comes to my outdoorsiness. Um, I'm trying to get a boat so I can get out on the lake, start fishing a bit more. Um, but other than that, I just like being outside, campfires, camping, that lifestyle. Yeah, for sure. I was going to say, it was like you can't forget about your big boating adventure coming up soon. Man, I cannot so. wait. I still think it's funny that you're you're trying to sucker me into going halfway on a boat with with you. I wanted you to get in so bad, but now I have the money, so now it's I don't need that half a half. I'll go full fledged. But sooner or later, full what's going to happen is you're going to come and you're going to get on this boat with me. I can you're gonna be... I can chip in for for gas when we get onto the lake. Oh, and it's going to be more than that because you're going to be like, oh, I love this. We should get so this. Stoked. We should get that. How about we get a wakeboarding bar? And I'll be like, Sean. Ooh. Now we're talking. You, you, you said you didn't want in. See, you didn't you talk wakeboarding about wakeboarding bar? beforehand. <laughs> it's part of the boat, it's, bro. You suddenly have my attention with wakeboarding. <laughs> that is one thing that I'd like to learn how. I've never tried. Well, I guess I've tried once, but it was with a like 1980s boat. And I'm like 2.30, mm. so it trying to pull me out of the water was not successful. Yeah, a little a little difficult there. Yeah. Um, well, uh, my name is Sean. I live in Colorado. Uh, Brad also used to live in Colorado. Well, he's from, from Colorado, but he, uh, you know, he recently just moved to Wyoming. So he's definitely a, 100% uh, Colorado at, at heart still. Oh, yeah, Coloradans. For sure. Best best state in the country, in my humble opinion. But there's a lot of other fine fine places around around this country. Yeah, I mean, for me, um, I would say my number one activity would be mountain biking, uh, getting the stoke on, uh, trying not to kill myself on on my, I'm gonna say custom built bike. Totally custom totally hardtail. Cool. Yeah, custom hardtail. Super super cool. Uh, maybe maybe in another. Tax return or two, maybe I can get on that that full squish life. That'd be cool. Um, but we'll we'll see. Other than that, um, always enjoy going camping, hiking. Uh, it would be super sweet to get into wakeboarding. I'm I'm all of a sudden getting very excited about whoop, that. Whoop. And um, my wife and I, we uh, we also do some rock hounding on the side. Um, for those of you that are into that i'm sure you're pretty stoked to hear that and uh, we also 
tumble and polish our own rocks with that. So that's also pretty fun. Um, something that Brad and I are also into that's a little out of the box, but something that we both enjoy is kite flying. That's right, Ooh. kite flying. There's there is a fun adult Ooh. way to kite fly. Sean, I totally forgot about kites. I know, I know. <laughs> it's, it's it's one it's of those easy things. to forget the the stoke of kites. When when the wind is good, and the kites are good, the lines are good. Nothing's broken. That is probably yeah. one of the most fun you can have. Oh yeah, for adults. Yeah. I will say that this is definitely a adult activity. Two line yeah. kites, um, and I bet most of you are thinking to yourselves, "No, no, adults don't fly kites." Well, how about you look it up? Yeah, it gets it gets intense really quickly because when Brad first introduced me to kite flying. I had the same thing. I was like, kite flying? Really, though? What is this? What is this? Is this second grade? Come on now. <laughs> and then he breaks out this massive 2.5 meter kite. You know, it's uh, bigger than like a six foot wing- wingspan, right? And we're, we're, we're out there. And I'm trying to fly it for the first time. And this thing is pulling me. I'm not <laughs> flying the kite. It's pulling me, right? <laughs> and I'm Poor almost dirt. eating eating dirt, you know, almost getting pushed down into the ground, just getting thrown all over the place. And I was like, holy, this is on a whole nother level. (laughs) Absolutely. And that's not even the biggest commercial kites that are sold. No, definitely not. Because the company that I usually go through um, has one that's up to five meters. And that's just Mm -hmm. for household use. If you want to get into sport kiting. Recreational stuff. And then getting into actually getting on the ocean and doing kiteboarding, you're looking at almost 30 feet long weed spans yeah. for a kite. I think the ones, right. I think the ones that are for the ocean go up to like 12 meters I've seen. It's yeah. it's pretty ludicrous. Man. And uh, those those of you that are, have access to the beach, you you may have seen this. You may have seen people literally flying in the air on a kite over the ocean doing flips and stuff. It's, it's absolutely crazy. Um, and also you can also get those little like sand buggies and yep. drive this little sand buggy with a kite. It's, it's so cool. Yeah, for sure. Man, how did I forget about kites? Yeah, I don't, What? I mean, we, <laughs> we have been stuck inside and well, all of our, well, I don't know about all your kites, but both of my kites, all of their lines are broken. So that's, that's a sad day. Yeah, I think right now I only have two or three kites that are up and running. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm mm-hmm. on that train. I think I've been focused mostly, um, for all you out there, I bought a house in November. Um, so, for all of you that have owned houses, um, you know that it takes all your time. And it doesn't matter when you think your projects are done. It's not done because your significant other or somebody else would be like, you know, it'd be cool if you did this. And then you go, Oh, you know, I don't really want to. And then it festers. And then two weeks Mm -hmm. later, you're like, I'll build a new workbench. The the workbench (laughs) sounds like a good idea. Yeah. And I think the garage could use some shelving. Now that I think about it, we could use a new barbecue pit in the backyard. (laughs) Right there. And then the train just goes. And then before you know it, You've built a new pavilion. You've built mm. a new swimming pool in the backyard. 
Oh wow! But you gotta have in one Wyoming, your, huh? And one for your dogs. A dog pool? That's pretty exciting. Well, you have to have dog pools always. I have two dogs. Have by the way, have you ever seen those? Oh, have you ever seen those dogs like uh like ball catching competitions where they yes. jump jump into the pool? I want... those are pretty intense. <laughs> and so I have two dogs, Sirius and Opal. Opal is a husky um, golden retriever, and Sirius is some kind of um, herding breed. We think blue healer, maybe border collie. He looks like a blue healer. We we don't know. He's super mutt, but super fast, and he's the one mm-hmm. I want to train how to do that. That'd be cool. Because I think he yeah, can some just those... launch. Yeah, some of those dogs can jump like... 30 or 40 like feet. 20 like 20 to 40 feet it's pretty ridiculous oh, i was looking at that um was it two weeks ago i have a friend that i work with um that her dogs do agility mm. and i was like well that's kind of cool the time change time timed runs and that type of thing and i was like oh yeah. interesting and she goes they also can jump into a pool and i was like Ooh. okay cool and then she was like no 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 watch her little yeah miniature border collies jump like mm-hmm. 25 feet holy a little mini border collie yeah and I was how like, much does that dog weigh maybe like 20 pounds if that for a mini if yeah. that little tiny they're dog. like pushing in yeah they're pushing into like to- toy breed ter- territory when they're the mini variety. exactly and i was like there's no way and so she showed me a video and it just coasted and i was like well now i know what i want to do with my dogs <laughs> right it's like oh man now now you got the next thing that i gotta do and train them and <laughs> i love it but there's just so many things to do and i can't just go always use somebody else's pool i gotta build my own right <laughs> and you gotta build the the dog run in, in the back eventually and... oh yeah that too uh that's another project that needs to get done sooner than later but yeah as a passive observer to your to your ever expanding list of things on your house, it's a it's a lot, and I I can I can feel the an- anxiety just just from a distance, <laughs> of For sure. what it takes. So what I always like to do is make sure that I do things that are focused on making money. So taking care of the house, uh, putting mm-hmm. in new floors, putting in new garages, stuff like that to try to up that yeah. equity. Sure. But I always make sure that I'm going out to ride my bike. This boat project's gonna be a project, but once it starts to get better weather, oh boy, am I gonna be out on that lake every weekend? As long as the boat doesn't have holes in it, I I think you're gonna be good. I think the only thing I'm worried about right now on the boat that I'm buying is that um, it hasn't been in the water for almost three years. Mm. So mostly worried about the engine. Um, engine and then possibly some fiberglass issues but right my first concern when you said that was with it sitting out was it sitting out in the heat of the sun or uncovered or oh yes it was so that's all uh, the seats are gonna have to be replaced yeah that's some definite sun sun damage there and just uh it living in wyoming just being in the more of a harsher climate than say california yeah exactly so we'll see how it officially looks, um, mm-hmm. but it's only a grand. So that's not bad. Yeah, I got lucky. 
Uh, my friend's just trying to get it out of their driveway, and I was like, I'll take it. Absolutely. Right. If anything, sure. do about a grand worth of repairs and then sell it for three or four. But hopefully nice. not, because I'd rather keep it. Right. No, I've never owned a boat. It, you're right. And uh, <laughs> you could you could hick, hook up a hitch to the uh, new Toyota Corolla, right? But would it work? I don't know. For a small enough boat, maybe. Oh, would it be great? Small boat. No. Oh, it's, it's not, not small. small. Uh oh. Yeah. See, so uh, at least we have the Pathfinder. So oh, that's, that's the, true. I always the Nissan, the, the Nissan. Yeah. To be able to to pull it, which is good. I won't be able to pull it far, but luckily being in Wyoming, there's lakes within an hour. Yeah. Right. Then... I was going to say just to the lake and back. That's, that's okay. If you were, if you're going up to Yellowstone though, you know, that's, that's a different story. Yeah. That would be a little bit of a struggle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, Sean, I think it might be that time to talk about yeah. that sweet, sweet COVID-19. Yeah, for sure. So, uh, just so we're all clear and how fast everything is changing, as I'm sure everyone knows, we're recording this on uh, Sunday, March 29th. Uh, so our information is up to date as of now. Um, but who, who knows? So, uh, please, um, as you're listening to this, if this is a week, two weeks, a month, whatever it may be, um, hopefully we all get out of this and, um, we can go back to normal life here uh, as quickly as possible. Um, but we're going to go over all the uh, information for the different states right now that have uh, stay-at-home orders and uh, kind of what that means for someone who lives an outdoor lifestyle and who likes to stay active and what is and isn't allowed. For sure. So what, and putting a what little bit of kind of general... I'm going to put a caveat on it as well. Um, we're not doctors. So right, yeah. We're not here to talk medicine. Uh, we're not here to tell you how to stay safe. Um, the CDC Correct. and the World Health Organization, follow them. Mm-hmm. They're the people that have double doctorates and craziness that they've spent their entire lives on this. So trust right. them. We are just two citizens that like to be outside. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, so. definitely definitely for the CDC and who. These guys are the true heroes here and uh, – you know, if, if you know someone in your community that is a nurse, a EMT, you know, just any kind of doctor, please, please give them their due appreciation during this time. They're putting in crazy amounts of hours and they're, they're the real, real heroes. You, you, you know, they, they might not wear capes, but they are doing so many great things right now and they deserve all the respect for that. And, uh, for, for yeah. sure. I completely agree. Um, but where I'm at on this is I'm just bummed. Because mm-hmm. I like going out and going for drives or going fishing just to be outside. Or even just mm-hmm. go f- to a park and watch the dogs l- lose their stuff for an hour. Right. Um, for me, it's been hard because I'm teleworking. Um, so I don't even get my drive to work every day. Mm-hmm. I just am home all the time. How else <laughs> are you supposed to listen to podcasts while you're... While you're exactly. tele- teleworking, right? You gotta, gotta like, get the commute podcast in. So I gotta get up a little early just to listen to my podcast. And <laughs> it's a struggle. Though. It's a struggle. 
Because, and some, I know this is first world problems. problems there. Yeah. <laughs> first world problems. I'm glad we're both on that same train because it is a first world problem to go, well, I don't get to spend money to drive to work today. <laughs> but exactly. I hope that all you guys who are in those lower income areas are coping well and are doing well. Because um, I am lucky enough that I live way out in the middle of nowhere. I don't have a lot of people around. And I live in a city, but it's very small with about thirty or 40,000 people. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm not super affected other than we've been given direction to stay home mm-hmm. and not go outside. So I've been doing my best to um, cook as much meals as I can on the barbecue. Go Good outside idea. and light my... Uh, little fire pit that I have and cook stuff over a fire. Um, mostly to try to cancel that monotony and try to get right. myself not <laughs> losing my mind um, mm-hmm. over just staying home and eating the same old food and feeling like I'm stuck. When really all we're doing is waiting for this curve to hopefully flatten out a little bit and be able to get us in a place where we're able to cope with um, all the stuff going on better than our predecessors, Italy, China, um, be able to handle things of that sort. Yeah. Uh, To add on to that, the unfortunate news is, as for confirmed cases, there's a lot of countries and states and places throughout the world that don't have the ability or the resources to properly test um, everyone that's showing signs, as we know, uh, hospitals are pretty overloaded right now, but um, the United States has become the number one most confirmed cases in, in the world, which is um, and sad actually, and disappointing and kind of scary. As of right now, we're at 103,000 cases. With uh, and those, are con- those are confirmed cases. Confirmed so cases. All... Right. Yes, that is tested. And you are, you have the COVID-19. Right. And right now, sadly, we're at 1,668 deaths. Hopefully that doesn't rise too much. Um, And Um, I just want to put that as a comparison to Italy, um, which they were hit um, earlier than we were. They're at 92,000 confirmed cases with just over 10,000 deaths. Right. Yeah. And uh, with China... I don't want to get too political, but I feel like they're uh, not properly testing or not properly recording confirmed cases. So I would anticipate that um, their numbers are much higher than what they're actually saying. But nonetheless, it's still a very serious problem throughout the entire world, um, for sure. Yeah, I agree with that for sure. But um, yeah, I mean, in, in Colorado, in my neck of the woods... It's become a little bit more serious here than Wyoming. Um, we are over a thousand. Uh, yesterday it was like fourteen hundred, and it's been averaging about a one point four um, like day over day growth rate. So um, it's probably close to like one point eight, one point nine um, today. So it's been interesting. Um, people here are taking it pretty seriously. Um, we have, you know, stay-at-home orders, and it's punishable uh, by a potential misdemeanor 
and a heavy fine. However, as of right now, it sounds like the sheriffs, at least in my county, um, they're prioritizing on educating people that are um, out and about and not out there for um, accepted reasons and, you know, priority reasons that need to be done. Um, So that's good that the law enforcement is trying to educate rather than put more hardship on people when it's already a hard time for For so so many people. Um, Because their job's not easy right now either. No. Because I couldn't even imagine having to, I guess, speculate whether someone's doing the right thing when it's not even... Not something that's mm-hmm. violent or dangerous, just something that's a possible issue for the entire like population. Right. It's it's a ton of discretion, and they're trying to look into secondary and tertiary effects of people's actions. It's just like, sure, you might be just going out and trying to have a good time, but what does that mean for the other people around you? And what happens if those people get sick, and what happens to the people that are around them? And so they're trying exactly. to delve a little bit deeper and think um, think how to best um, help the most amount of people. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's interesting. Um, it's, it's a lot of hardship. There's still kind of the, the, the great toilet paper crisis that everyone likes, likes to meet. Oh about my. Ooh. Yeah. I still, are still pretty crazy about that. Going on the toilet paper for a second. I'm sorry. I'm going to go down this rabbit hole. That's okay. I'm a prepper. I will self-define myself as someone who's prepared for things of this sort. Um, I have about three months worth of food for me and my family. And enough water and everything of that, that sort. But that also includes having enough toilet paper. I have a total for my extra toilet paper, 12 rolls. Mm-hmm. So those people going out there and buying hundreds of rolls. Like pallets worth, multiple pallets worth, if not an entire store's worth. Are you kidding me? There's no reason. Yeah, it's... Okay, in three months, I run out of toilet paper. Well, in the 1900s, they didn't have toilet paper either. Right. They got along. Yes, hygiene wasn't as high as it is now. But you'll find a way. Everybody finds a way. And the thing is, we need to be looking at not why we're buying toilet paper, but who we're taking the toilet paper away from. Mm -hmm. Is If this disease has shown that it hurts the uh, older population more, then go buy all that toilet paper and then deliver it to everyone that's over 60. Take your ability and privilege as a younger, healthy person to help those in need. Um, Because the U.S. was built on helping, which Mm -hmm. with all this toilet paper issues and debacle, just seems like we're not trying to help. We're just trying to self-preserve. When I feel personally that if we try to self-preserve, we're going to burn real quick. Hmm. And there goes all that toilet paper that you saved. (laughs) <laughs> i don't know what are you gonna do throw it yeah i don't i don't know <laughs> not something that uh, i was prepared for was to walk into a grocery store on a friday morning 
to go buy my regular week's worth of butt wipe and find nothing. Right. Pretty crazy. Yeah, to to add on to what you were saying about the elderly folks, um, in Colorado, they're adding most uh, grocery stores are starting um, elderly only hours. And usually that's either the first hour um, of opening or like an hour before opening of of regular opening. And so I thought that was a really positive development. And um, obviously if, if you have a older uh, grandparent uh, mom or dad, you know, and they're in a much more vulnerable position to go outside, you know, it, might be against your normal routine, but try try to look out for them. Take take a little bit of an extra step in seeing how they're doing, and you know even just checking in on them. They they might not need extra help. They might be prepared, but just checking in on them and seeing how they're doing. I'm I'm sure they would appreciate the call and appreciate you looking out for them. Absolutely, for sure. Yeah. Um, something that's also been interesting with the toilet paper thing is every time I go down the paper aisle. There's still paper towels and there's still Kleenex every single time. So every time I see them, I'm just like, well, this isn't people are just panic buying. Maybe, mm-hmm. maybe panic is a little bit too, too, too strong of a word, but people are just Im- impulse buying and they're not really thinking about it. And so, you know, when obviously my experience is going to be different from everyone else's experience, but for this, all the stores in town I've seen, it's always just like, oh, well, I can easily find Kleenex and I can find toilet paper, or not toilet paper, excuse me, uh, paper towels. So it's like, well, clearly there's some priority on some things that shouldn't be a priority, and um, there isn't a priority on other things, including a lot of a lot of food um, that's yeah. still there. And you think you think that would go fast. Um, and I went to uh, Sam's Club the other day. Um, I went about four days after the big freak out. And then I went last week just to kind of give a look. People are buying Mm -hmm. some of the right things, rice, beans, that type of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, But then I went to the canned aisle with that has the big cans of food for if you're Mm -hmm. catering or doing big meals and that type of thing. Untouched. Wow. Which I was super confused by because their shelf life is about two years. If we're buying for right now to fix the issue of right now, then that's what we should be buying. Right. We, we don't, you don't need 50 pounds of rice. Right. Unless you're yes. going to eat it. For sure. It's, it's one of those things where we should be looking about buying a supply for two weeks so that you don't have to go to the grocery store and risk getting it yourself and potentially spreading it to others when you go back to work and stuff. It's not about like this doomsday scenario. It's about flattening the curve and reducing the spread so that we don't overwhelm the hospital systems and so that they can keep on top of that, um, get people healthy again. People can eventually develop a natural uh, resistance to it, and then we can keep going forward. And as this, as, uh, covid potentially it may or may not but as it mutates like similar flu-like symptoms uh, every single year will eventually develop more of a natural um e- immunity to it so exactly it's uh, it's it's all about the flattening of of the curve which is super huge for sure um so let's uh 
how about how about we get into some of these states that have these stay-at-home orders and and what this means to all of our adventuring and outdoorsy people? Yes, for sure. So right now there are uh, 20, 20 different or twenty-one different states um, that have stay-at-home orders, and more or less the the gov- the state governments, the governors are kind of all bouncing ideas off of each other. It seems like. Um, for the for the states that have these stay-at-home orders, but just in case you didn't know, and if you live in one of these states and you didn't know what was going on, um, these states are California, Colorado, Connecticut, Delaware, Hawaii, Idaho, Illinois, Indiana, Louisiana, Massachusetts, Michigan, Minnesota, New Jersey, New Mexico, New York, Ohio, Oregon, Vermont, West Virginia, Washington, and Wisconsin. So yep, yep. Uh, a good a good chunk there, and a interesting diversity of kind of midwest states west states east states uh you know in even even hawaii right now you know is having the, the stay-at-home orders and for sure um and what interests me false. the most if we just look at it in general just looking at the states is it's not just about population no definitely not so it'll be interesting how it goes from here mm-hmm yeah, so most of the states, um, what we were kind of looking for in our research was if public spaces are open, uh, such as city parks, municipal parks, um, hiking trails that aren't part of a park or state park, uh, state parks and that kind of thing, and if hiking and biking is allowed, and what what other interesting tidbits that we could pick up. Um, so almost every single state allows um, public spaces to be open. Um, the only, so there's a few standouts in that difference is um, most places. I would just, just to say a fair assumption is playgrounds. All the playgrounds are closed right now. So if you have children, it's not a good idea to be taking your kids to the playground right, right now. And um, it could potentially be against your city's uh, your city and your state's state orders. Um, most, most places are doing that for playgrounds. However, if it's just like a city park, that's kind of okay. And again, we're doing the social distancing. Um, and that's a minimum. I want to, I want to emphasize minimum of six feet, um, keeping away from each other. So the only standouts where public spaces aren't allowed is Colorado, um, no city parks and some state parks are already closed in Colorado. And most likely all the state parks will soon to be closed. Um, Illinois state parks are closed. However, uh, their local parks are open. The municipal ones, New Mexico, their state parks are also all closed, but the municipal city parks are open. Oregon. I'm sorry, but you guys, it's just, it's just all closed down. Um, according to our research is their municipal parks, state parks, playgrounds, it's all closed. Um, so that's, that's the biggest standout is, is Oregon is very restrictive right right now because they're kind of in an interesting geographical location between two of the biggest hotspots of California and Washington. So they're taking this uh, rightfully very seriously and they're kind of uh, trying to get ahead of this uh, before it gets too crazy. Um, 
another two war uh, Washington. The state parks are closed and their campsites are closed. Um, didn't say anything about um, city parks, so I would check uh, with your local jurisdictions, but it sounds like there's a good chance that the city parks are open. And uh, the oddball in all this research when I was doing this is Wisconsin just has no clue what's going on. They're, they're trying <laughs> to do the right thing. It, it, <laughs> it's so weird. Just even finding the, like, the governor's executive order, it took some digging. Like hmm. every other state, it was very straightforward and obvious, but Wisconsin was just like, well, our governor made, made a tweet. And so it's like, okay, so that was, that was, that was a news news article from like the Washington, one of the biggest like Washington uh, news newspapers. It's like, well, our governor tweeted about it. So I'll, I go, go to the tweet and it's just like, the governor's saying, well, uh, COVID-19 is bad. Uh, stay at home. And it's just like, okay, well, yeah, that makes sense, obviously. But where's the, where's the, you know, governor your order? executive, where, where's your order order. And so, even looking through that order, um, we we have a table for you guys that you guys can look at and the show notes uh, with uh, direct links to all the different government websites. So this is uh, directly coming from the, the 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 mouth of the governors. Essentially, this isn't some weird third party um, news source. This is coming directly from the governors that for all of our sources that that we have. You guys can look at that if you want to, but. Uh, Wisconsin, they, they're trying to do the right thing. However, they really haven't set any clear um, restrictions. So, just if you're in Wisconsin, just be safe, be be, be smart, uh, listen to the CDC and who is basically what I got to say to that. For sure. Um, every state in this list, hiking and biking is allowed. So that's super great. Uh, so you can still go get your exercise. Um, and so if, if you're a mountain biker like us, the stoke is still on. Stoked. So, um, I'm pretty stoked about that. <laughs> and especially it's, when it's starting to get warmer now. Um, for sure. Get out there. Don't go stir crazy by staying locked up. If you have the ability to go out, if you have a bike, if you have the ability to go rent, 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 rent one, get out there and do it. Get outside get at least a little bit of fresh air with hiking. If you can get on a bike, we always recommend go mountain biking. It's the way of yeah. life. For sure. Yeah. Uh, and also just with that for mountain bikers, this is uh, for me, at least it's a pretty in, in, ingrained thing. But um, for those of you who don't know, there's kind of a, kind of the, uh, a rule of order and how um, yielding to one another goes and so if you were to make like an imaginary triangle and put the three different types of people in the, the three points, it's uh, horseback riders, hikers and trail runners, and then mountain bikers. Mountain bikers yield to everybody, right? So yep. mountain yeah, bikers, everybody. you guys already know this, just always yield, always get, 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 get out of the way, maintaining a minimum of at least six feet if, if you can. Obviously with mountain biking um, and trails, it gets a little tight at times. Um, just you know just uh try to try to respect each other's space as much as physically possible when you're out on the trail and um horseback riders obviously they yield to pedestrians or they're supposed to it seems like most of the time with horsebacks they kind of get the right away uh just because people are so infatuated with his horse with horses which why wouldn't you be infatuated with with horses right <laughs> that's they're for pretty sure great. too yeah absolutely 
And, uh, you know, hikers, they kind of get a bad rap because they tend to take over the trail. And because they get that right away from everybody or they're supposed to get that right away from everybody, sometimes they don't respect that space. So if you're an avid hiker, um, you know, just be extra diligent and uh, do do your part in getting out of the way, too. Uh, Absolutely. And so so hike. Oh, sorry. Oh, no, you're good. Uh, Remember what the CDC has been saying. Um, No groups above 10. I would say no groups above three. Just do what you can to try to mitigate the um, issues that are happening and take your amount of responsibility of, okay, take your whole family out. Perfect. But stay with your family unit. Don't invite friends. Um, Just try your best not to introduce more germs into your situation. Right. Yeah. Uh, going along with that, I, I think that's a pretty fair uh, recommendation of the tops of three. Just like, just the people in your house, I would say more or less the people that you're already um, sharing a domicile with, uh, whether that be your spouse, your significant other, roommates. I mean, you're already pretty much always in close proximity to them and bringing in germs from the outside world. Um, so, yeah, uh, like right, right, right now, I, I would have loved to go up to wyoming to go visit you yeah you know but it's just it's just not a smart idea right now at this moment in addition to that just not being a good idea i could also get a misdemeanor for crossing the state border if you know a state patrolman saw me exactly uh, he randomly pulled me over so uh, yeah yeah just be cognizant of that um some other interesting like side notes for this stuff is um in california in a lot of these trails in state parks um they're limiting uh vehicular access to just try to limit the Hmm. amount of people that are going to these parks Um, so if you're in california i know there are some places in colorado that do this but uh look to see if there's a possible reservation that you can get um, to see, to just guarantee your spot. If you're you and your spouse or just yourself are looking to get outside, get go on a hike or whatever it may be for a little bit, try to do your due diligence ahead of time instead of being, you know, having to drive an hour and a half or whatever it may to whatever trail that you're going to and having to get turned around. For sure. Sad. And definitely reach out to your local authorities. Um, all your national parks. Um, yeah. I'm guessing right now, if it's they're not closed, you can reach out, give them a phone call, ask how busy they are, ask what um, their individual things are going. Because I'm guessing even right. here in Wyoming, Kurt Gowdy is going to have different regulations than um, Horsetooth in Colorado. Yeah, for for sure. Um, yeah, just just go online and Google um, those local ranger stations and. Um, a lot of ranger stations even have Twitter accounts and Facebook pages, so you can also look up those pages um, that might be more active than their um, actual like government website. Um, For sure. And obviously, a, a phone call is always a sure, surefire way of getting the most up-to-date information locally. Yeah. Um, so, a few other interesting ones. Uh, Delaware. You can go outside and do all those fun things that we're talking about, except no beaches. You can't go swimming except for running on the beach and like walking the dog. 
essentially. Uh, no, okay. no surfing, no swimming, no boogie boarding, all, all that stuff. And I would say, unfortunately, no kite flying as well. So. Yeah. Just is, I think when we look at all these different things between like Vermont says exercise is okay. They want you to get outside. They want you to go out and do things. Right. Same with, well, mm-hmm. Wisconsin. Wisconsin's funky. Let's skip them. <laughs> Who knows what they're actually wanting us to do? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But Minnesota encouraged to stay active. They're attempting, and Louisiana as well. They're still trying to get us outside, mm-hmm. but they're just asking us to do our part. Yeah. Yeah. Most most places are saying, you know, like Brad's saying, exercise is fine. Just just keep your distance. Just be smart. Just be smart. Be 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 healthy. Be cognizant of the, um, you know, your the, the people around you. Um, the only other thing is like Hawaii, it is okay to go surfing and swimming, um, which would make sense for Hawaii. I think it so would be hard cool. to tell them not to. Yeah, I think that would be really hard. <laughs> that would be like, I don't know if you heard the story, but... In Denver, the mayor of Denver attempted to close all of the liquor and pot, pot shop stores, and yep. that's that's when the panic happened. You cannot. That's when the real. Do not take yeah. away our weed. Do not take away my beer. Right, Don't exactly. do it. <laughs> and that's when the panic happened, and the mayor had to reverse course and just say, "Ah, you know what? Uh, never mind. You guys can keep keep buying beer, keep 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 buying pot." So, and for those uh, not from Colorado, um. You've all heard we we've legalized weed back in 2012, um, mm-hmm. but it is a big part of our culture um, down that in Colorado. It's been eight years, eight years, man. Don't talk like that because that just makes me feel really old, really quick. Because I voted yeah. on that. I know I did as well. <laughs> so, oh man, that's crazy. Wait, wait, and it was Amendment 64, right? It was the original. <laughs> yes, it was. 64 baby man what a day that was too yeah oh that was interesting i just want to i've already i've said this to you already but i ate some serious crow on on that that one because at that stage in my life i was very straight edge and i was i was like oh man uh, the world if if Colorado legalizes weed their people are gonna be out smoking and intoxicated all the time and boy i couldn't be more more wrong on that it's it's been such a great blessing to have that legalized and it's it's been a huge boon for the state absolutely and it's actually reduced the amount of smokers and reduced the amount of teens that, that are smoking so exactly. overall it's over every single thing you can look at pretty much it's been an extreme positive to the state for sure and um, colorado also has one of the highest amount of microbrews in the world yeah which sure. just shows that we like beer. Yeah. <laughs> All kinds sure. of beer. Yeah. So I could imagine there being lots of freaking out when someone was like, hey, close your liquor store. Close your brewery. Um, that's a no, sir. Yep. I'm not I'm not gonna yell at you and tell you no, but I'm gonna stand here because I'm not leaving. Right. I can only imagine in like Hawaii, the governor telling them, "Like, yeah, no, you you can't go swimming, you can't go surfing." Oh, you I just can't imagine people just <sighs> tell me what? T- say it what? again. 
Say it again. I can't go, can't go surfing? I'm going to catch that swell now. <laughs> I'm putting you in the water. Exactly. Um, well, yeah, this kind of this kind of leads us to where do we go from here? You know, what's 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 the next steps, and when are these things going to end? Um, For so sure. Again, just to reemphasize, you're more than welcome to go into the show notes and look at this um, this Google Sheets uh, this this table for yourself. But. Basically, to overly summarize, to not go through every single state and what their deadlines are, I'm going to say if things don't get, if we don't hear more news by the third to the fourth week of, of April, um, that's when things should change. If you, for the better or continuing to extend these stay at home orders. So it's kind of we're in a holding pattern right now of the social distancing and the stay at home. Um, so it's kind of look between like April 15th and April 30th, I would say just generally. If you're living in one of these states that have a stay-at-home order again, um, please go ahead and look at when the exact uh, end date for this is. And obviously these are all um, could potentially change. So it's just kind of a wait and see at this moment. Stay safe and um, kind of see where, where it goes as far as that is regarded. For sure. And also, take what we've learned from this. Wash your hands more. Yeah. If you see somebody coughing, cover your face. Right. Encourage them to cough into their elbow. Mm-hmm. Or to cough in their hands and go wash their hands. Right. Use this as an opportunity to learn more about personal hygiene. Yeah. Um, for sure. Um, it, to kind of delve a little bit into the washing hands part, it seems kind of like an oversimplified oversimplified thing and just something to maybe not take it seriously because it's kind of an oversimplified suggestion. But um, the reason why washing your hands is so effective is because um, when you put soap on your hands and let's say there is a virus or more specifically COVID-19, there's this fatty layer around um, the virus itself that protects it and the soap just disintegrates that fatty layer. And so it pretty much immediately just kills off the virus. And um, I'm not a doctor, so take that with a grain of salt. You can look up um, videos on YouTube that kind of explain things better than I do. And obviously go to the CDC and WHO for more information. But it's uh, pretty interesting how effective that that, that is. Oh, I've never heard that. That's cool. Yeah, it's pretty interesting. Um, if you're interested on YouTube, some of you may watch this channel. Um, what is called Kurzgesetzt. Um, in in a nutshell, um, so you can just type in 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 a nutshell on uh, YouTube and uh, type in COVID nineteen or coronavirus, and uh, they give really good in depth um, explanations. And it's also a pretty entertaining thing if you're nerds like us and want to want to just <laughs> delve deep into things and just learn learn all all about everything that you can. Um, and it's only about a, a, a ten minute video as well, so it's also um, a good a good pace thing awesome so brad what's uh what's kind of your your hopes and your plans coming out of this hopefully as, um, as soon as possible so being in wyoming we're not at a stay in a home so i'm hoping we don't have that happen um and my biggest thing is we're getting into boating season we're about mm-hmm. to get the boat i really want to get out on the lake 
And I know that if that happens, that's going to shut me down. Um, right. But at least the, what I'm hoping for is that by mid-April, end of April, things start to settle in the sense of our hospitals aren't too packed, um, the cases have stopped coming, so that when we do reopen up and we go back to our normal lives, those cases don't dramatically rise, but it more stays a flat curve um, mm-hmm. to where we're still going to get more cases. There's no doubt in that because we can't kill the virus by staying away, but we can at least slow down the infect rate. Yeah. So hopefully, in my mind, that we'll slow it down enough that it'll be slow enough that it becomes almost like the flu. Yeah, that would that'd be best. Now that, and the flu's not safe either. Just if you look at no. um, fatality rates, it's not good either. Um, we need to yeah. be better about hygiene and taking care of ourselves. But I would rather it be something that we know that we have the possibility of getting every year. Mm-hmm. Like almost like a flu season, but a COVID season, yeah. type of COVID nineteen season, um, mm-hmm. rather than this. That's more that this scares me more for the sense of um, what is happening in Italy, that mm-hmm. of where their hospitals are so full they can't see yeah. any more people. Mm-hmm. That scares that's... me here because we don't have a very big infrastructure where we're at. We're, we don't, I have one hospital for 40,000 people. Right. If 20,000 of us, even probably 10,000 of us got it, that's a, that's a big number to try right. to house if we're having um, severe symptoms, which hopefully out of those people who get it, there's not severe symptoms. Um, but just hopefully doing all these precautions and stay at homes and teleworking um, has the ability to slow this down enough that those sweet, sweet guys with the or women with the double PhDs and a craziness can right. find a way to solve this issue to maybe have a vaccine, yeah, or at least have something to to uh, mitigate the uh, I guess mitigate the scary factor. If that makes just, sense. Just the in, in infection rate and try to make it more of a preventative uh, medicine rather than a rather than a, um, a fix, I guess you could say. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, to, what about to you? Bounce off of, to bounce off your a couple of what you ideas of what you said, like with with hospitals, it's not like hospitals have a one to one bed ratio um, for, you know, um, citizens in in a town you know to use your your city as an example as a small hospital how, how many beds do you think it has maybe 200 300 maybe even less than than that i would say 350 tops if i was being super nice yeah so it's it's not even just like it's not even like half the city it's like if one percent the city gets this in addition to all the other stuff it's that the doctors and the nurses can't keep up with all the other stuff in addition to this because these people have to be put onto respirators and be uh, quarantined for like upwards of two, two weeks. Um, so it's it very quickly over overwhelms the the hospital. Um, so it's it's interesting for sure. Um, 
And as for me, what I'm hoping is um, Colorado has been quickly growing um, in kind of the confirmed cases. And so we're doing a lot of really good things to slow um, slow the infection and try to flatten the curve. So I'm uh, I'm happy about our governor doing as much as he, he can, it seems like. And also the local um, municipal orders trying to uh, respect those orders and also trying to um, kind of more tailor what those orders mean to the local com- communities. I, I appreciate that. And um, just going from here, I just hope that uh, the population at large uh, gets more educated and learns from this experience um, about not freaking out and learning when you buy pallets worth of stuff. Number one, <laughs> you're not going to be able to sell this on eBay or something like that. No, the government, the feds will find you and they will crack down on that. There's been stories that come of come out about people trying to price gouge people. Yep. Um, and it has not gone well for them. They're getting, they're getting hit with the book, basically the book of law. And, uh, so yeah, that's not going to work out for those people that are trying to do that. And just also being, uh, cognizant and respectful of who you're taking those supplies away from when you're buying all the baby food in the aisle, who else are you taking away from when you're buying all this other, the toilet paper and the food and stuff like that? how are you affecting the elderly people that only have social security, you know? Yeah, so I'm, exactly. I'm hoping this is a learning experience for uh, the population and for a lot of um, the major media branches. I think local media, uh, local news networks have done a better job, but the large national uh, media corporations I feel could have done a better job at trying to educate um, the populace about what to do exactly. and what not to do. Over um, the fear factor. Right. Yeah, definitely. that seems to be what they've done is they throw the fear out there that the pandemic's coming. Right. Well, yes, it is a pandemic, but it's a pandemic that can be solved on an individual basis. Mm-hmm. But yeah, instead we, we of all have sharing that, they wanted to blow it up and make it sound super gnarly and scary. Yeah, well. it was definitely uh, sensationalized to a to a certain extent. It has been sensationalized about trying to drive people's um, views to to their states, and just like, yes, this is extremely serious, and yes, this this can be extremely fatal to to certain people. But it's mm-hmm. also the media has a responsibility about educating and um, keeping the peace, so to speak. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and on a adventure level, I am just super excited to uh, get back into mountain biking. I was looking on Twitter recently. Valmont Bike Park opened for like a day, and then they had to <laughs> close again because it rained yesterday. Um, so again, the, the trails are trashed from the rain. Um, hopefully, if it stays uh, nice during the week, maybe maybe this next weekend, go out uh, go out and get, get some riding in, either at Lori State Park or... Um, at Belmont bike park, but yeah, I'm, I'm really excited. I've been out of the saddle for way too long. Um, kind of took a little bit of a break last year when, while you were gone. And so I'm, I'm definitely rusty, super excited to get back into it and just really excited to get better in shape, uh, kind of, um, get back into my strength training regiment that I was doing at the gym. Because as we know, all, all all the gyms are closed right now, so I'm excited to yep. get back into muscle training and uh, 
yeah, I'm excited to hopefully soon get onto your boat. That sounds pretty sweet. And um, I want to fix fix my kites and want to go rock hounding with with my wife. We have uh, a trip planned to go to Mount Antero. An- 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 um, Where is that? The high, it's in the high country. It's kind of in between oh. uh, like Leadville and Buena Vista kind of kind of area. Um, okay. But that's a yeah. We're looking for Rotocross site. And uh, that's a really mm. beautiful, um, beautiful mineral that's got this pink color for those of you that know it. Um, so the, there's supposed to be rhodochrosite up there, and there's also supposed to be lapis up there, which is that beautiful blue. Uh, yes. Mineral. And so we're we're looking for for those two specifically. So so yeah, we're definitely really excited. And even if we don't find a lot, we'll definitely find a lot of quartz, some maybe a little bit of amethyst, and um, if not, we'll just go hiking and. We'll say we climbed a four uh, a fourteen or when we get to Mount An- Antero. So that's nice. that's also yeah. something to be excited about. That's awesome. Any any other plans for you once this is done? Um, I don't think so, really. Uh, camping, camping, camping. Ooh, yep. camping. Yep. yep. Uh, as you noted to uh, last summer, um, I wasn't here. I had to go off and deal with some personal stuff. So I was gone for five months, um, missed the entire summer. So best time of the year to go biking. Um, I can't wait to go biking as well. Um, something that I really want to try if the boat can be up and running by the time that this happens, maybe August, is doing a boating, biking, camping trip Ooh. to where we go and we Very nice. take the boat off to somewhere that's on the other side of the lake or somewhere that's a little bit harder to get to by a vehicle. Um, and then anchor the boat, go out for a ride, camp on the boat or camp just on shore, that type of thing. And then be able to ride the bikes, play on the lake, camp, right. Kind of just get outside. That's awesome. That is a super good plan. Yeah, well, so um, a lot to look forward to in the podcast. Um, right now, our plan is to release twice a week. We're going to try to come up with a more definitive schedule as we um, develop the podcast. And we're obviously looking for um, constructive feedback. And we also have a Twitter account. Um, you can find us at, at release the ADV. That's again, at release the ADV. So, yeah. Uh, there's a lot more to come, everything from camping to kite flying to mountain biking to fishing, boating, rock hounding, every, everything that you can think of about going out, adventures, being a hobbyist, um, just so much to come. And uh, yeah, we look forward to hearing from you guys and having you guys be a part of our journey and listening. And yeah, we we hope you enjoyed your stay. I know I had fun. Um, Absolutely. I had a great time too. And uh, this was Brad and Sean in the end. Afternoon. Afternoon. Thank All right, you guys, guys for coming. And hope you see, hope to hear from you soon. Yep. St- stay safe, everybody. Bye.